That's it. That's as fast as she'll go. Distance of the wave. 10,000 kilometers and closing. Bridge to engineering. We need more speed. Govan to Janaya. Can you hear me? Intercom's out. The wave's disrupting all systems. Wave closing to 9,000 kilometers. Do what you can, Bev. Aye, sir. Sir, if that wave hits us... It'll tear this ship apart like a piece of paper in a rainstorm made of knives. I know what a null particle is, number one. 8,000 kilometers. Casualties, deck 17. I've lost impulse and helm control. We don't need them. Just give us more speed. We'll be lucky to maintain this speed. The geometry is degrading. 4,000 kilometers. Sir, recommend we raise shields. Against a null shockwave? Shields would be nothing but a power drain. 2,000 kilometers. Impact in six seconds. Report? The waves dissipated, Captain. All systems coming back online. Full control restored. Stand down, red alert. Good work, Bev. Thank you, sir. Engineer into bridge. Is everyone all right? We are. How's my ship? Windy, sir, but safe. Recommend we drop a warning, boy, and stay as far away from this sector as possible. Negative, Miss Janaya. We're going back in there. Be ready to jump to maximum warp instantly in case we run into another of these shock waves. Yes, sir. Can we have a minute to clean up? Permission granted. Bridge out. Back in there, sir? Are you sure that's a good idea? We were just passing through minding our business when a null particle shockwave suddenly popped up on long range and tried to murder us. Maybe we should stay out of the neighborhood? Tell me about null particles, Lorak. Supposedly, they are perfect annihilators. They touch a particle of matter, and that matter is gone. No conservation of mass or energy. Isn't that a bit far-fetched, Lieutenant? It should be completely impossible according to everything we've learned about physics in the past 6,000 years. In fact, my homeworld science agency, the Trill Academy, just put out a paper last year that proved null particles can't physically exist. But they almost just destroyed the Excelsior. Exploration is the whole reason we're out here. Would you ever forgive me if we ran away? No, Captain, I would not. Just playing the devil's advocate. I'll get down to engineering and see if they need an extra pair of hands. Helm, find out where that shockwave came from and go there. Warp 8. Aye, sir. Space. The final frontier. Somewhere, a star is exploding. Somewhere, a new colony is harvesting its first crop. Somewhere, there's a city made of flame neath a sky that screams with song. The Starship Excelsior's mission is to seek them out and bear witness. That's all you need to know. Star Trek Excelsior Starring Larry Phelan as Captain Alcar Dovan. Samuel Gillis as Lieutenant Alex Lorock. Kennedy as Lieutenant Commander Neva. Caitlin Haney as Asuka Yubari. 
Emily Potter as Dr. Melissa Sharp. And Michael Liebman as Ensign Bavoni Roll. Tonight's episode, At Death's Door, by Martin Fisher. Mike, how are the new Trill patients? Not good, Doctor. The burns are much worse than we thought. Their bed was right against the bulkhead when that coolant tank exploded. We're not sure either of them will survive. What about Tila's symbiont? Hard to say. We're contacting the top names on the ship's Trill emergency transplant list. First Officer Alex Lorock and Transporter Chief Merrill Lorth are on standby. Just a precaution, of course. Don't worry, Mike. Jalen Teagan loves his wife too much to die without her, and Tila Oeb has enough will to live for both of them. She has lived for lifetimes. All the more reason to want to keep living. Let's take a look. Approaching origin coordinates. No sign of null particles in the vicinity. Standard orbit. Neva, what are we looking at? Class M planet, sir. Class M? This far out from the sun? There's an energy field around the planet, like a shroud. It's letting most signals through, but not letting very much out again. A greenhouse effect. Artificial? Scanners are having a hard time with it. The shroud is made of null particles, sir. Interesting. What else can you tell us? The planet was definitely inhabited at some point. But I'm not reading anything but ghosts now. Signs of orbital bombardment. Well, that explains why nobody's home. Was this recent? No, sir. The ruins are at least a quarter million years old. Captain! They're Iconian! Ah, the legendary demons of air and darkness. Pull back on scanners. We don't want to trigger any sort of automated welcome. Sir, we're being scanned. It's a deep alpha beam. Accessing our computer database. Shields up. Do you want me to target the source with torpedoes, sir? Negative. It's just a suspicious old computer snooping through our luggage. Bit like my gramps. Don't do anything to scare it. Looks like they're finished. They took a lot of classified data from our computers, but no damage. Good. There's no one left in the galaxy who can read Iconian databanks, so let's just hope this planet doesn't have any more surprises. Sir? Yes, Mr. Rawl? Another surprise for you, Captain. The scan lit up another vessel, 30,000 kilometers to Stern. It's in a decaying orbit, sir. That's not all. I'm getting multiple hull breaches. Why didn't we see this ship immediately? I'm not sure. I am. What do you mean, Bev? See for yourself. I'm putting her on screen. How is that starship even possible? It never occurred to our computers that that thing could be a starship. Assemble an away team, now.
Would you look at that? Sir, is this the engineering section? Sure is hot enough. Not to mention how filthy. Those are conveyor belts carrying something that looks suspiciously like coal if we dumped it to that fire. And that fire is apparently powering this entire spaceship. Of course, it's warm and a little dirty. It's also something I never even imagined. Someone out there, somewhere in the stars, for some reason, decided to build a starship powered by steam. And that's impressive? Do you have any idea how many hundreds of tons of coal you have to burn? How much water you have to boil just to get one second of power excelsior released with dilithium? I'm afraid you're going to tell us. He's not going to have the chance. I'm getting life signs, too. Very faint. There's some interference. Can you give a location? Near center of the ship. Part of the whole region. The very same. They must have been near the center of the null particle shockwave. The survivors might be able to tell us what happened. No, they weren't near it. This ship is the center. Otherwise, it would have been completely destroyed. But how do you get known particles on a ship built with industrial-age technology? Alex? Of course. Sorry. Let's move. Captain, it's getting serious. I can't compensate. Understood. Excelsior to away team. There's some kind of interference at the center of the alien ship. We've lost transporter lock. Proceed with caution. Anything? No, sir. We've lost contact. Keep trying. Prep a rescue shuttle just in case. All hands. Yellow alert. These doors we're going through, they're all locked from the outside. I'm starting to worry about what's at the center of this spaceship. Whatever it is, we'll be ready for it. There. Do you recognize the species? No. Are they dead? No, thank God. Just unconscious. I'll need a few minutes to bring both of them around. All right, we'll scout ahead. Major, guard Melissa. Yes, sir. You bar eight with me. Look at this, you bari. More hull reinforcements. Seems like 60% of the ship is heavy doors and reinforced bulkheads. If you were flying through space on steam power, without deflector shields, or even force fields, wouldn't you want a lot of hull integrity? If I were moving faster than light, no amount of metal would save me from micrometeors. And if I were moving at sublight, which I think this ship must be, my biggest concern is radiation. And the external hull is more than enough for that. No, whoever built this ship is scared of something. Not something natural. Something determined. You mean... a prisoner? Let's keep going.
Hike, friend. Don't try to move. You've got quite a few bruised ribs. Come away. Subitan Palo. Where's Sir Palo? Your friend's right here. Don't talk. It's bad for your ribs. And the translator's still processing your language. Don't worry. We have a team headed for the core looking for other survivors. No! What? Alan, you insane? Gravity's getting weak. I think we're almost there. <sighs> All right, cover me. What is that? You mean, who was that? What? That Omega. It looks like, like she exploded. I see brain fragments on the rear wall. Those are parts of her small intestine, and I believe those may be bones You Ibari, enough. Are you trying to kill us all? Get them out! Whoever the hells you are, get them out of there! Calm down. You're hurting yourself. Palo! Palo! They're breaching the core! Palo, you captain! Stop them. <sighs> Sorry, friend. Sharp to the rock. Sharp to you, Bari? Trip to Excelsior, come in. Major, go after them. Triple time. Yes, Mom. Scan the area. What could have done this to her? Scan it. It might take a few seconds to punch through the interference. Getting one life sign other than us. Where? Localizing. Yubari? Sir, the life sign I'm detecting. Sir, it's her. That woman is still alive. That's... not possible. I know that. You know that. I'm sure she knows that. She hardly even has a body anymore. But her body doesn't seem to know it. She is alive. She may even be conscious. Miss, are you alright? Can you hear me? Are you sure you want to touch her? I don't think she's going to hurt me, Yubari. She's not really capable of it. She's lying face down. I'm turning her over. Hi there. My name's... <gasps> Sir! The interference just disappeared. I have transporter locks. Beam them all back. Now! Dropping shields. Major, help me! Lieutenant Lorok! Alex? Pulse is weak. I saw something on the ship. Some kind of energy entering him. Meryl Lorth, help! Absolutely. Doctor. No. No! No trill. Doctor. Doctor. Keep away. Keep my species away. Alex, what? You're not making any sense. Away from me. Melissa Sharp. Drowning slowly. You will believe yourself alone. And that is all that will matter. 
What was that? What did you just say to her? Asuka Yubari. In battle, of course. Lieutenant Larock. I... I told you how you're going to die. Help me. Captain's Log, Stardate 60381.4. With my first officer unconscious in sickbay, I have brought the two alien survivors to the briefing room to explain their mission and their bizarre derelict ship. Sorry, you're saying you were attacked by angels? The Faculty of Theology warned us that angels might try to prevent the mission. It did not occur to any of us that they would pretend ignorance. Ignorance? I I thought the angels were attacking you. You did. We did? Finally, they admit it. What? Alcar, I've been trying to tell you. These survivors believe we are... well... angels. What? Like... angels? From way... Up there? As far as Ryze and Palo are concerned, Alcar, we are way up there. From what I've gathered, their ship is the first thing their people have tried putting into space. You're from that planet out there. No. The one in the window? Was I not clear the first time? No. I don't follow. Then where do you come from? We are of the Underheaven. Underheaven? if I'm translating correctly, is a Class M planet about three-quarters of a light-year away. Jehoshaphat! You guys don't do anything small, do you? Most people at least try putting a dog in orbit before breaking the light-speed barrier. Light-speed? An absurdity. Trope of bad ethereal writers. Well, you didn't travel a light-year by burning carbon in a steam engine. You have a better idea? How long have you been on this mission, Paolo? 375 years. What? Let's start from the beginning. Your people built a spaceship. An ether skimmer. Sure. An ether skimmer. About the size of a medium asteroid. You armored it like a Klingon rhinoceros, loaded it up with enough coal to destroy Praxis, because you haven't even discovered chemical rockets yet, and launched your little death trap on its way with... how many crewmen? There were four to begin with, plus the bringer. On a four-century mission to get to this other perfectly habitable but basically ugly planet that hasn't done a thing to you or anybody else in a quarter of a million years... I'm not going to ask how. No matter what you say, I'm not going to believe you. But what I'm dying to know is why. The resources for this project must have cost every cent in your planet's economy for decades. Why the rush? Why not wait a century or two until you have nuclear power? You know perfectly well why. Yes, because I am... We all are angels. Humor me. Explain it in your own words, or I'll, I don't know, smite you or something. I don't think angels smite. Shut up, Bev. Aye, sir. Is this some kind of test? You tell me. 
Hello? You'll address your questions to me, Captain. We came into the ether on a quest for the second world, for the same reason anyone under heaven does anything, to defeat death. Really? How? Do you think there's medicine on the surface? Maybe some kind of flora? Or technology, something the Iconians left behind. They're mocking us, Palo. I'm not sure, Rise. Tell them the rest. We intended to remove Death from her prison aboard the Aether Skimmer and leave her behind on the world below. You lost me again. Enough. Damn us if you must, but you will not make sport of us. Rice, calm down. We're just confused. Please... Dr. Sharp, the sick bay. Medical emergency. On my way. Doc, I'm on your six. Yubari, bring the Undertakers. The what? The aliens, Lieutenant. Double time. Come with me, quickly. We do not wish it. Have you ever seen one of these before? No. That was the stun setting. Won't kill you, but it'll give you one hell of a headache. And the Prime Directive forbids me from giving you an aspirin. I see your point, Lieutenant. We'll join you. I need 40 cc's Trellium K. Mike? 40 cc's Trellium K, here. She isn't stabilizing. Melissa, it's pointless. Keep Larock restrained and shut him up while you're at it. Mike, neural clamps. Neural clamps. What's happening? Neva! Sir, it was Alex. I mean, Lieutenant Larock. Pulaab was in critical but stable condition. Then Alex came around. And what? He seemed okay. He was saying strange things, and his voice was physically fit to stand. And when he did, he touched Ensign Ob. He said that her time had run its course. And? And that's all, sir. He touched her, and half a dozen alarms went off. They won't let me near him, and he won't talk to me. Damn it. She's dead. Melissa, we still might be able to save the symbionts. No, we can't. That's no way to talk, Doctor. You can't give up on her. Mike, I lost the symbiont five minutes ago. Oh my god. Four lifetimes of experience. Captain, you can come in now. It's over. Yuvari, Mr. Palo, Mr. Rice, please join Mike, note time of death. Document everything. The Trill Symbiosis Commission will tear this place apart when they investigate. They'll want heads for this. Shut off that biobed. God damn it. What point are you trying to make, Captain? We know that angels do not die. No, angels don't die, but we do. We do, Rice. Now please, a little respect for the late Ensign Tila Ob. I, I don't understand. But we are sorry, Captain. Good for you. Now, between you and your friend, the good doctor and Lieutenant Lorak over there, maybe somebody can tell me what the hell just happened? You of all people know what just happened, sir. She was dying of chemical burns. Events took their natural course. She's dead, Lieutenant. There's nothing natural about that. In fact, 
from where I was standing, it looked like just the opposite. Is that some kind of accusation? Everyone, calm down. That's an order. Number one, why don't you Halo, take it from me? Halo, look. Look at this Lieutenant Lorak's eyes. The bringer. The bringer survives. Then our mission is not yet failed. Halo, attempted murder. Shut up, you wretch. The bringer? You looked at Alex and called him the bringer. The Universal Translator is missing a few key phonemes, Nina. You'd more likely call me the Reaper. I'd call you Alexander Lorak, Lieutenant, because that's who you are. Not any longer, Captain. Your Lieutenant has become something more. Something less. Neither more nor less, Rise. Different. Alex Lorak is gone, and he will not return. But I am just another creature of the cosmos. In order to flourish, I do what I must. And what exactly is that? I end lives, Captain. I am Death, the bringer of endings, the reaper of harvests. And it is time for me to continue my work. Captain's Log, Supplemental. Lieutenant Lorak has been inhabited by some kind of energy being, and now claims to be the personification of death, the Grim Reaper himself. Our guests, Balo and Rice, seem to agree. I've ordered sickbay evacuated while Dr. Sharp runs a full battery on our first officer. So you're telling me, Mr. Rice, that no one on your planet has ever died? unless they physically touch this bringer? Yes, physical contact with the bringer's current host. How would anyone die otherwise? A body can be injured, but it cannot be destroyed. You say that, but I could throw you in a fire and let you burn away to ashes. But I wouldn't burn away. Unless the bringer arrives. Serious burns, of course great pain. But death? No. What are you? We're as confused as you are, Rise. If we are hurt badly enough, we will die. In our world, only the bringer itself can be injured unto death. Wait, you can kill the bringer? Why haven't you? The bringer flees the corpse and inhabits a new host, someone nearby if possible. Otherwise, it dominates a newborn child, no matter how far away. Either way, the cycle begins anew. That's why we are here. How can angels be so ignorant? I don't understand. Alcar, I've finished my analysis of Alex Laura. You're not going to like it. Your report, Doctor. Yes, your report. This is a radiation map of Alex's body. It looks good. Very little radiation at all. Exactly. The body emits some radiation, light, heat. Even eating a banana pumps out a few pico savorites, but I'm not seeing any of it. If it weren't for all the other evidence, I'd say Larocque is not only dead, but actually disintegrated. Then what are we seeing, Melissa? That's the part you're not gonna like. In the end, I got Stellar Cartography to take a look, and they confirmed Alex Larocque's body has been converted entirely to null particles. That's what killed Tila, Olg. 
when he touched her, he released a few of them into her brain. They did just enough damage to finish her off, then dissipated into the ship. Speaking of the ship, if Mr. Lark has been nullified, he should drop right through the deck plating into space, then explode. There's some kind of very thin EM field between his skin and everything else. But how don't could... ask. I don't have answers yet. I'm sorry you have lost your friend. We haven't lost him yet, Mr. Rise. My executive means no disrespect, Lieutenant Commander. Commander Neva, what would happen if a deep alpha beam struck a 70 kilogram mass of null particles protected by a thin EM shell? Well, it'll go right through the shell. At low intensities, the alpha beam would repel the null particles. What about at high intensities? Incomplete annihilation. I'd have to do some math to work out the initial geometries, but pretty soon you'd have a shockwave as big as... As big as the one that almost destroyed us today? Just about, yes. You two are figuring something out, but I don't know what it is. The null particle shockwave, sir. The ether skimmer entered orbit this morning. I bet they were scanned, just like we were, by a deep alpha beam, just like we were. And when that beam hit the bringer... Boom! So it was an accident. You didn't attack us? No, of course we didn't attack you. We came to rescue you. The bringer's host, that poor woman, she exploded. And the bringer kept her alive long enough to find another nearby host. Yeah, so when Lorak showed up... The bringer escaped into him. And now he goes around murdering any injured trills he sees, starting with Tila Ab. That's not Alex Lorak, Captain. I know that, Neva. But whatever it is has Alex and has him good. You and Mr. Rawl find a way to get it out of him. Deep alpha beams sound like a good place to start. Please, Captain. I beg you not to do that. I am sorry about your angel friend. But if you drive the bringer out of him, you must recognize the cost. The bringer would flee to inhabit a new body. To you or Rise? Neither. Your friend fell victim only because he was so very close to the bringer. Otherwise, the bringer would have returned to the Underheaven, and the dyings would have resumed. They would accelerate. The bringer's been locked up in the Aether Skimmer for 400 years. He'd have a lot of catching up to do. My daughter wouldn't survive the first night. Your daughter? Yes. She suffers a severe imbalance of the humors. Even as we prepared to launch the Aether Skimmer, the signs were clear. The bringer would soon be visiting her. That's why I volunteered. And you took the bringer out here to strand it? Yes. We have sometimes imprisoned the bringer, but our greatest walls crumble before its power within a year and a day. Our finest natural philosophers plotted the position of the second world. Tradition states that the bringer came from this place long ago, at the end of an age of fire. And so our people resolved to send the bringer home, where it can never harm us again. I don't get it. If what you're saying is true, all the bringer has to do to go back to your planet is get its host killed. Set it loose in an Iconian ruin, and I don't think it'll take long to figure it out. The bringer cannot leave the second world. Not without using powers that have long faded from the universe. Who says? It has been proved. By theologians? Actually, sir, I think they're right. The shroud we discovered earlier, it'd reflect null energy back to the surface. 
the bringer's energy fields would be trapped on that planet. And so would anything else we send down there. Our theologians are not simpletons, Captain Dovan. I would not have volunteered if they were. You volunteered too? Why? For a loved one? I was at the last battle, Captain, when we captured the bringer. We staged a war between two of our most powerful nations. Gave the bringer a target he couldn't resist. Then we turned on him. I've always been terrified of death. I was there when the bringer took my parents. They tried to hide their fear for my sake, but still, my parents ended before my eyes. And when I saw that battle, the bringer gradually grows in power, and he has been the host for decades. Whole regiments charged, volleyed, died. I watched, and there was nothing I could do. So you're here for revenge? No. I'm here because of what I realized that day. I must never, ever die. Rawl, you have work to do. You and Neva are dismissed. What about us, sir? Hmm. Not every day I get the chance to talk to a metaphysical anthropomorphization. Lieutenant, show Palo and Rise to quarters. Medical Damn emergency joy. in the starboard nacelle. Captain Dovan to starboard nacelle control. Melissa, go! Yuvari, move Lorak to a private room and double the guard on him. If you jump through that force field... I'll be killed. I'm a warp field engineer, boss. I know exactly what I'm doing. Well, get back here, then. You're still covered in burns, you idiot. You should be in sick bay. This... This is one of the least idiotic things I've ever done. My wife is dead, boss. Commander Janiah. I'm not... He's going to jump into the plasma vent if you don't put those pips to good use and do something. Please. I'll try. You'll be staying here for the next little while. Next little while, sir. I answer to Lieutenant Alex Lorac, not whatever you are. I am that man and more. We are... Join, in a sense. The man I know would never have harmed anyone, much less a defenseless, wounded shipmate. Don't you have better people to kill? Better people? Okay, worse people. The ones who deserve it. Ah, you understand my purpose then, Lieutenant. That takes great wisdom. What you do not realize is that is exactly what I do. When Neva and Roll finish that machine to drive you out of Alex's body, remind me to make you eat those words. I must go. You're not going back to sickbay. No. Jalen Teagan. I must go to him. Ahem. <clears throat> petty Officer Teagan. You're a Petty Officer, right? Jalen, we haven't had much time to get to know each other yet. But I already know there are a lot of people here who care about you. Please talk First to time I asked Tila to marry me. I was six years old. She thought I was joking. 
She thought I was sane. She'd never become joined to a symbiote. Please. We have to get up there and stop him. No. Make a move like that. Jump. Listen. Symbiosis was Tila's dream. It took me decades to convince her that my dream didn't mean the end of hers. Captain, is that you? Back away from the door. You do not understand. I am needed elsewhere on this ship. Jalen Tegan is a trill, and my orders are one, to keep you away from the rest of the crew, and two, especially other trill. You just murdered his wife. You can't already be hungry again. Get out of my way. Guard, phasers. Yes, Lieutenant. Step away. We shut down the engines. Engineering is working on it, but it'll take three more minutes to finish venting the plasma. Mr. Tegan, your wife wouldn't want you to do this. My wife is dead, Captain. What she wants doesn't matter anymore. That's kind of the point. Mr. Tegan, I'm ordering you to step away from that force field and close the blast door. Captain... You'll find I transmitted my resignation to you just over an hour ago. Damn it, Jalen, don't do this! Life is about choices, boss. I do not choose to live in a world without my wife, Tila. I hope you find someone to respect that. Jalen. Goodbye. Why could anyone choose to die this way? We should have been big race before we even reached the vent. It should have been feeling. I... I don't think you need to check for life signs, Melissa. There's not much left. Get that door closed, Three Paul, and cancel alert status. <sighs> Sir, may I be excused? Of course. Dismissed. You too, Adol. How far? He's alive. That's... I suppose that's good news? I can't imagine how he'll ever regain consciousness. His internal organs have been cooked away. He only stopped screaming because his lungs burst. The Bringer. What? Tegan was... is... a Trill. Just like his wife. Just like 10% of our crew. Just like Alex Lorak, who is now the Bringer. You mean... Think Jalen isn't 
capable of dying anymore? Not without help, Melissa. Not without help. Operations Log Supplemental. My work with Mr. Rawl is going well, but we need to gather specific data on the bringer if we're going to force it out of Lieutenant Lorock. If you just hold still then, Alex... The force field gives me little choice. It speaks! Twenty minutes and that's what I get from you? Sarcasm? Of course it is. I expected I'd walk in here and you'd tell me my cause of death before I was halfway to your bedside. Do you want that? I didn't think it mattered what I wanted. Almost like there's a little Alex in there after all. I keep something of everyone I touch. You mean kill. If you prefer. Put out your arm. I've adjusted the force field to allow it. I will. If you tell me how fares Jalen Teague. I know his heart still beats, and many more far, far away. So far that I cannot hear them over the sound of Jalen Tegan living. This isn't a negotiating session. It is now. Have we talked about our old postings? Did we have that date yet? Because you should know that my second posting was to the Quartermaster's Depot on Newburgh. I ran the force fields. If I want your arm extended, then I'm gonna extend it. That is an interesting device. You never really had a choice. It's just that Starfleet Protocol demands I be polite to alien species, even the murdering ones. Is it really better to keep Jalen alive? I know his pain. Not my call. You'd have the captain decide. You know, a few months ago I might have. But now, I think it's above him too. What happened? Simon happened, Alex. Oh, I see. You don't like to think about Simon, do you? Maybe there's more Lorak in there than you're letting on. He blames you for it, you know. Not out loud. Not even to himself. But there's a part of Alex Lorog that will always, always hate you for making him take the shot that killed Simon Wesley. That's funny. I thought you said Lorog was dead. That's all you have to say about the boy who died saving your life. He was dying anyway. Yeah, Alex doesn't want to hear that. But it's the truth. Simon's Ellerin Syndrome had come back. It was going to eat him away until there was nothing left but a shell. Then it was going to keep that shell breathing for just a few more months. Just to be cruel. In some ways, in a lot of ways, Simon was lucky. Yet you prevent Jalen Teagan from enjoying that same luck. No, you don't get it. Simon Westlake was lucky because he got the chance to change a meaningless death into one that mattered. A death that saved both our lives. That's the whole point of... of you. I don't want you to take away our suffering. I just need death because you give our suffering a meaning. Ah, 
then you understand the purpose of my existence. A rare thing, Commander. You're as wise as Alex I'm flattered. Now give me your other arm so I can work on better ways to stop you. Hello? Who's there? I didn't think anyone else would be here. Rise? I believe you're called Lieutenant Commander Neva? Lieutenant Commander Neva, lower the force field and step away from the bringer. I believe this weapon is armed, Lieutenant Commander Neva. It's set to disintegrate. That would kill me. I'm not convinced of that, but I know that it will hurt. The force field, please. Please. Hello, Rise. Okay, you've got him. Now what's your play? The bringer's been trying to kill my daughter for hundreds of years. It can't stay here. You have no idea how powerful he'll become. He'll tear you apart. Then he'll go back to Underheaven, and my daughter will die. The planet is the only safe place for him. For any of us. We won't let you take him. You angels aren't as smart as I thought you were. I think we have a chance. Alex is one of ours. We wouldn't give up. He's the bringer, nothing more. Sooner or later, you'll understand that. You never return, Rise. Alone on the second world, with no one but me for company. You wouldn't even have the mercy of death. But my daughter wouldn't face your mercy either. I'll take my chances. Now move. No. I have the gun. You held me prisoner for 400 years. I will not be imprisoned by you again for all eternity. Then I will burn down that body until I can carry what's left with me. Rise, no! What in the nine hells? The phaser beam is twisting. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Rise. Oh! Rise! Ah! Oh, no! Drop the force field! Medical emergency! Deck 11, junction 2F! Rise! He's already too powerful. Hang on, Rise! Help is on the way! Rise! Commander? It's Rise! He's been shot! Looks like a phaser beam to the abdomen. No pulse. Dr. Sharp will do whatever she can. Transporter room, two to beam directly to sick bay. Right quick. I thought they couldn't die. Not without your touch. <sighs> You're right. They can't. If you don't allow me to attend to him, Rise will survive. You tried your best. You bent that phaser beam into him, which is impossible. And Rise said you were only getting more powerful. How long before you don't need my approval to walk through that force field? I'm waiting. In all the cosmos, Neva, you will never find a creature better accustomed to wait than the one who stands before you. I can wait. 
until the last star in the last galaxy in the last universe goes out. You can't wait another five seconds. If we're going to finish our weapon, I have to get this data back to Rolf. Or even four. Captain! I have a doorbell, you know. Sir, I have some bad news. Then get out of my office and bring back some good news, Bev. Alright. The weapon works. That is good news. But it won't destroy the bringer. Then in what sense is it a weapon? It'll drive it out of him. Out of Alex, I mean. And what happens then? Sir? Where does the bringer go? It's a cloud of null particles, and you just told me we can't destroy it. So where does it go when it's evicted from our first officer? The aliens think it'll return to their homeworld, that it'll find the baby to become its new host. They also said they got that theory from theologians. We're scientists, Rawl. Give me science. Where does this bringer go when we hit it with your gun? I don't know. I'm sure it'll find someone. If Lieutenant Lorok's any indication, it'll probably jump right into anyone nearby, within a meter or so. And then the trill would start dying normally again. But some other species would suddenly be subject to the bringer, correct? That's our best guess. Your best guess? This is ridiculous. I have no idea how any of this works, and I can't follow what I've been told in the past hour. It changes every five minutes anyway. I feel like I'm playing a five-sided chess game with death, and he's the only one who knows the rules. So just like every other day. Huh. Good point. This weapon you and Neva built? The Deep Alpha Dispersal Yeah, device. that one. It works like a gun. I just point it and shoot. Yes, sir. Get it ready for field use. And clear cargo bay, too. We'll beam the bringer there when we're ready. You're going to use the gun on Lieutenant Lorak. You'll drive the bringer out of him. Assuming your gun works. And what if the bringer does go back to Palo and Rise's homeworld? Millions of people could die. Isn't that what the Prime Directive says should happen? It doesn't... feel right. <laughs> Odd to hear that coming from you, Rawl. The Prime Directive rarely ever does. Good thing I never cared much for it. I'll be firing your gun at Alex from point-blank range. If there's one ounce of good luck in this universe, the bringer will go into me. Alex is free, you beam me to the planet and get the hell out of here. And I live out eternity down there, possessed by the bringer. Trapped. But secure in the knowledge that I, Captain Alcardovan, am the first person in the history of the cosmos to literally defeat death. I can live with that. Or die with it, I suppose. Either way, it'll be good for my ego. If I quoted the 26 regulations you'd be violating by putting yourself in arm's way, would that deter you? Do you want it to? I'm just curious. I'll relay your orders. Thank you, Bev. Dismissed. Ah, just in time. Come! Mr. Palo. Captain Dovan. 
You asked to see me? Yes, I did. Take a seat. You have to get him off the ship, Captain. Excuse me? The bringer. What my friend Rise did was reckless and foolish. It'll be a long time before he wakes up. But he was right. The bringer is too powerful. You have to put him off this ship now, or he'll destroy it. Then help me do that. Please, tell me how. Why are you here, Palo, on this mission? I don't want to die. And I don't see your point. You don't want to die. So, you locked yourself up on a flying death trap with Death herself for four centuries, hoping that your theologians were right. It's a big risk. The smart money would have stayed home. I couldn't risk that either. If I hadn't come, someone else would have been in charge. Someone else might have let the crew waver or turned around in the face of danger. It wasn't an easy trip, you know. My life would have been in someone else's hands, and someone else might have gotten it wrong. Someone like me? I didn't mean that precisely. It's all right, Palo. You spent four centuries flying here, and now in the final hours of your mission, we bump into you, and I'm stuck with it instead. I admit, I never really believed in angels until now. Mostly because I never liked the idea of them. I know what you mean. A bunch of meddling, capricious eavesdroppers. (laughs) When I was a kid, I tried to modify a tricorder so I could detect angels. Yeah, I wanted to beat them up. Hmm. Well, when you put it that way, we're not so different, are we? Let's find out. I invited you up here to make you an offer, Palo. I have no idea what that could mean at this late hour. I'm intrigued. My officers have designed a weapon that can be used against the bringer. Thanks be to God. Like your phasers, you'll destroy him? Not exactly. This gun will target the bringer's energy field. It will drive him, it, out of my first officer. But you can't do that. The bringer will go back to my people. It will take another host. Death wins. You can't do that. I will if I must. Becoming immortal is your planet's problem. Saving Alex Lorak is mine. Still, I hope it doesn't come down to that. Here's where my offer comes in. All right. What do you have in mind? I'm inviting you to come with me. When I shoot the bringer, you could be standing next to it, within one meter, practically hugging it. And when the bringer floated out of Alex Lorak... It would, Captain. The bringer would take me as its next host. If we're lucky, yes. I get my officer back, you complete your mission, we leave you behind, and the Underheaven never knows death ever again. What do you say? I would die. I know, and I'm sorry, but we weren't able to find a way to destroy the bringer. And we're out of time. I... Wish I had some other way. Leave your officer Lorok behind. Abandon this weapon of yours and accept what fate has done to him. Alex Lorok is an innocent bystander who was taken by the bringer while he was fishing you and the survivors of your crew out of the wreckage of the ether skimmer. He has no responsibility to die for the sake of your mission. He will not die for your mission, and that is final. You, however, are the captain of your ship and the last person on the mission to strand the bringer. I'm giving you one chance 
and this is the only chance you'll get to end it once and for all. Do your duty. Save Rice's daughter. I'm sure she's beautiful. This is what you signed up for, Palo, and I'm giving you the chance to be the greatest hero your world, perhaps any world, has ever seen. But I would die. So what? We're captains. That's the job description. You're insane. And you are a coward. If you insist on killing the whole world, Dovin, I request that you allow me to return there. If you insist on letting your world die, permission granted. Mr. Rawl will see to it that you're beamed back to your ship. You have a long journey ahead of you. But if you took me home on your ship, it would only take a few hours. I'm afraid that would violate the Prime Directive. The flight is four centuries. My ship is damaged. Rise is my only companion. Ah, I'm afraid not. Because he sustained injuries while under our protection, the Prime Directive demands that we see to his good health. And since you will have already departed, we'll have no choice but to return him to the Underheaven ourselves. You'll be heading home alone. You're a spiteful man, Captain. Think of it this way. It'll be 375 years before the Bringer gets another crack at you. Isn't that what you wanted? To not die? Good night, Captain Dovan. Dovan to Rawl. Inform transporter room to expect Mr. Palo. He's returning to his ship. Right away. But Captain, he's very angry. I can't guess why, since you're sacrificing yourself to save him and his planet. Is there anything else I need to know about? I didn't tell him. What was that, sir? I didn't tell him I'm sacrificing myself. I gave him a chance to take my place. And when he said no, well, I got my back up. Do you want me to tell him? Nah, let him stew. It'll make the surprise that much sweeter when he gets home. Until then, I want him to think about it. Aye, sir. Transporter room 10 is ready for Palo, and we're ready to transport the bringer to the planet. I'm coming. Dovan out. Excuse me. Mr. Palo, I believe you've lost your way. This room here, that's where you're keeping the bringer? Well, yes. It's a restricted area. Security's inside. <clears throat> Ken? Is that... <laughs> bringer. Palo. If I let you out of that force field... You'll destroy this ship. Do you want me to? You'd be able to correct the error of Jalen Tegan. Do you want me to? Yes. Are you certain? This host would survive. I would leave the wreckage of this ship and board yours. I would destroy you and return to my home in the Underheaven. Yes, you would. 
if you caught me before I got underway. But if I depart fast enough, you'll fall into the gravity of the second world and end up on its surface burned but intact, trapped for eternity like we planned. You're proposing that we race. You want to go home, right? Here's your chance. Just you and me. A contest of wits and prowess. First one off this ship lives. Release the force field. May the best man win. There, you're free. Clock starts now. Goodbye, bringer. So, just point and shoot. Just point and shoot. Very nice. Good work, Commander. Thank you, sir. And Captain, just let me say that it's been an honor. Come again? I know you're not planning to walk out of here. How? The only one I told was Rawl. If he can't keep a secret, who can? He kept your secret, sir. But I'm your chief of operations, and I am very good at my job. And you're very good at yours, Captain. I just want to say thank you. You're doing a good thing. Well, hasn't really sunk in for me yet. And for that matter, I don't intend to let it. Remember, once we've beamed the bringer into the cargo bay, you need to get as close as you can before you fire. Within a meter. Otherwise, it might just go back to under heaven instead of into you. Thanks, Neva. Now get out of here. Mr. Lorth, is the cargo transporter ready? Yes, sir. Energize, and then I want you out of here, too. Uh, Chief, I'm not seeing the bringer. Sir, the transport failed. What? Report. It's the bringer, sir. He's not in his cell. He's on deck 13, heading for the commons. Re-establish lock. I can't. He's a cloud of null particles who can bend local reality, ma'am. We were lucky to get him when he was run by a battery of pattern enhancers. Red alert! Security to Recreation Commons! Neva, with me! Excuse me. This is Transporter Room 10? Yes, Mr. Palo, but... Please transport me back to my ship so I can get underway. Your captain has given the authorization. I'm sorry, sir. Transporter use is impossible during a red alert. You should return to your quarters and wait for the all-clear. It's imperative I return to my ship immediately. There's nothing I could do, sir. If we tried to beam you with the shield still up, your particles would be scattered across half a light year. Let's try something else. Beam me out of here, or I'll shoot you. Security to transporter room 10. Emergency! Starship computer, is there any way to get off this ship during a combat alert? Any properly maintained Excelsior auxiliary craft can penetrate the shield bubble. Where's the closest one? Captain, the wreck deck is this way. That's not where we're going. The bringer doesn't want fresh meat yet. Where then? Jalen Teagan's quarters are on this deck. But the bringer doesn't know that. The bringer knows exactly where Jalen Teagan is every minute of every day. That's where he's going. And what do we do when we find him? Transporters can't lock on. I'll shoot him with your gun, as planned. 
the bringer leaves Lorak, enters another body. My. And we weaken him enough to send him, you, to the planet. Leaving me behind. Yeah. That's the hope, anyway. Hope is a foolish sentiment, Captain. Bringer! Hope is nothing more than the unreasoning belief that I can finally be defeated. In the whole history of the cosmos, it has never been vindicated. In the whole history of the cosmos, nobody has ever pointed a gun like this at your head. And yet you too are going to die, Alcardo Van. Poetically, it sounds sad. Fortune cookies don't scare me, Bringer. Neva, circle around and have security cordon off this section. Yes, sir. I'll bet the Iconians on that planet below us shared your confidence, Bringer. Right up until the moment they were exterminated. Exterminated? Exterminated? Captain Dovan, even at the height of the war, do you seriously believe the beings who created me could be threatened by a bunch of insects? Is that how you see us? As insects? Then perhaps you're out of the loop. The Iconians are all dead, and it was us puny mortals who did it. They're not dead. Exiled, along with their enemies. In the last days, the Iconians were weak because they were ashamed. Not afraid. That's when I What, they got too soft for your taste? Death does not have taste. Death has a function. As the Vidians say, life is a dream. I am the interpreter. Nice try, but we both know better. Are you going to try telling me my purpose, Dovan? You'll be the third wrong guest today. No, you have no purpose. We try to make one up because that's what sapient beings do. We look for meaning in everything. But you're a riddle that just can't be cracked. Because you're not a riddle at all. You're death. You kill us because you hate us, and you'll keep on killing us, rich, poor, good, evil, until the last microjoule of joy has been squeezed out of the universe. How am I doing? You forgot your place, Dovan. You forget my power. Warning. Ship's internal volume exceeds external volume. Severe structural strain. You think that scares me? That warning didn't even make sense. You will send me home, or I will destroy your ship. No, that's not how this is gonna work, Bringer. We're not negotiating, and you don't get to challenge me to a game of your choice to save your skin. Computer, distance between me and the Bringer. Eight meters. Seven meters. Six meters. Ten meters. I don't play games. Send me home now, or I will destroy your ship. Warning. Paul Buckley on deck 14. Evacuate all personnel. I'm sorry, Mr. Palo. I need that turbo lift. Mr. Palo, this entire section is locked down. Is there another way to get to the captain's yacht? Mr. Palo, I assure you, there's no cause for alarm. Return to your- I don't have time for this. 
Deck 13. Captain. Bridge here, sir. Evacuate the saucer section. Prepare for emergency separation. Aye, sir. Captain, this is wrong. Is something wrong with my gun? No, Bev. Just me. I can't get close. I may have to fire at range. You'd send the bringer back to Underheaven. You can't fire, sir. They'd all die. So could we, Lieutenant. If you don't make that saucer sap, Dovan out. Even if they evacuate in time, I will destroy them. Your destiny lies before you. The false edifice of choice crumbles away. Either shoot me from there and send me back to where I came from. Or die here with your ship and crew. And I'll return to under heaven anyway. Embrace despair. I... I thought we had you beaten. Finally. Just once, just for Rice's daughter, but beaten. Do you know my favorite thing in all the cosmos, Dovan? In all the billions of years, I and my cousins have called your herds. The retirement benefits? The look on your face right now. I live for that. Computer, prepare Captain's yacht. Bringer, why are you here? You're a fool. You're too close. Captain. Help me. He's right next to me. Get away, Kalo! Too late! No! You know what no. I live for, Bringer? No! The look on your face, Dovan. No. Please. I'm sorry, Palo. It has to Please. be you. I don't want to die. Please don't kill me. Just... Just let them die. I'm so sorry. Oh. Alex! Alex, are you okay? Uh, Alka? Alex Lorak. Underwood's Folly. Bridge, can you get a lock on the bringer? It's in Palo now. Yes, sir. Transporter lock is stable. Drop shields and beam it to the planet. I am postponed, Devon. Energize. Defeated. Bridge. Load two quantum torpedoes and destroy the ether skimmer. Then drop a warning buoy around this planet, lay in a course for Rice's homeworld, and get us out of here. Maximum warp. With pleasure, sir. Bridge out. Are you back with us, Lorak? Neva. Neva's hurt. I hurt her. You have to help her. Alex! Neva. How? Halo's phaser was only set to stun. I was coming after him, but I see you've taken care of it. My fault. My fault. No, Alex. Never your fault. Do you hear me? Never. I'm 
Sorry about our date tonight. What are you talking about? In the holodeck. You would have had to confirm our reservation while I was the bringer. Are you kidding? Of course I confirmed. And I expect you there at 1900. I'm not going rink surfing alone. Neither of you are going anywhere until Dr. Sharp has cleared you. Report to sickbay. <sighs> yes, sir. Captain, I'm... I'm sorry. Aren't you listening to your girlfriend? You have nothing to be sorry for. Now scram. No, this one's on me, Lorak. Let's see how Jalen Tegan is doing. Life goes on. of Star Trek Excelsior, Halo was played by Glenn Haskell, Rice Clay Duggar, Jalen Teagan, David Botcher, Kester Janina, Jacqueline Luca, Ensign Adal, Carla Bandetta, The Major, Chris Bainbridge, Admiral Parker, Nathan Lisney, Crew, Luke Hardy, Robert Haddon, Thomas Barnes, Nurse Hennessy, Mike Hennessy, Transporter Chief James Haney, Computer, Caitlin Haney, Directed by Jim Smagata, Executive Producer James Haney, Post Producers Jim Smagata, Andy Thompson, Matthew Blondam, Mike Hennessy, and Shane Davidson. Line producers Luke Hardy, Shannon Miller, Nathan Pope, and Alan Michael Sorum. Artwork, John Boss. Theme song by Samuel Gillis. Full music credits at StarshipExcelsior.com. Special thanks Baxter Turnham, Emily Potter, Michael Blaze, and Gene Roddenberry. No infringement is intended against Star Trek, which remains the property of CBS Paramount Television. been an Excelsior production. Syracuse? Dionysus reads you loud and clear. Good to see you again, Admiral Parker. Syracuse, use the code names. I read your report. An interesting case. I wouldn't have believed it, except... Except? Well, during the day when the bringer allegedly possessed your exec, no one on his home planet died. As far as anyone can tell, not a single trill died anywhere in the galaxy that day. The press is calling it a miracle. I have no idea what we're going to tell them. Tell them they're right. It's true enough. What if it had kept going, though? If no trill had ever died again, could their society survive? Could ours? It'd be... different. Well, it's a good reminder, and a lucky dodge. Sometimes I forget how much death is a necessary evil. No evil is necessary, Admiral. That's why it's evil. Bold words coming from you, Syracuse. But that's not why you called. 
You have the additional information I requested. We weren't able to sweep the ruins as thoroughly as we did on Mantua. I understand. But the shroud, what did you get? Enough. Enough? Enough to know that we're not the only people to visit this planet in the past quarter million years. Somebody else went through very recently. A lot of someone's, actually. A large team, at least a thousand people, excavated these ruins in the past six months. And somehow, they got out through the shroud when they finally finished. You've suppressed this information aboard your ship, correct? As ordered, sir. You want to tell me what it's all about? You're sure they explored the entire ruin? They didn't search through half and then stop abruptly? No, not as far as we could tell. The search pattern was thorough, but we found no evidence that anything was taken. Strange thing for treasure hunters to do. Does it mean anything? It means they didn't find what they were looking for. That'll be all for now, Syracuse. Do keep me informed. I, sir. And now a word about the 2015 Excelsior Writing Contest. One thing that made televised Star Trek special was that it was the only show in Hollywood that accepted script submissions from the general public. That's how Star Trek discovered writers who have today become the greatest names in televised science fiction. We at Excelsior want to continue that tradition. Have you ever wanted to write an episode of Star Trek? This is your chance. As of today, we are soliciting pitches for Star Trek Excelsior Episode 4D, scheduled to air one year from today, on December 26, 2015. There's more information on our website at www.starshipexcelsior.com contest, but in a nutshell, here's what you have to do. First, come up with a cool idea for a story. Figure out how your story begins, what happens during it, and how it ends. What's the adventure about? What's the problem? How does it get resolved? And who changes as a result? It should be about an hour long. Second, write down a summary of your episode. You have to tell us everything you're planning from plot twists to the ending without holding back any secrets. This summary, your pitch, should be a couple hundred words long, and you'll want to get us excited about telling this story. Don't write more than 600 words for your pitch. That's about as long as this announcement. Third, write the first four pages of your script. We don't care a lot about format, but make sure it's less than a thousand words. This sample will give us a good idea of your unique voice, it will tell us how well your cool idea translates into a cool story, and most importantly, it gives you a chance to show us something amazing that we can't resist turning into an episode. Fourth, email both to us at starshipexcelsiorcontests at gmail.com. Deadline is March 1st, 2015. That's starshipexcelsiorcontests at gmail.com. We will select the three finalists on March 30th, 2015, and those finalists will then have a chance to develop their ideas into full-fledged scripts. The winning script will be revised by me and produced as next year's Boxing Day episode. Everyone is eligible to enter, unless you are on the judging panel, or if you are already a writer for Excelsior Season 4. If you are under 13, you must get permission from a parent. Limit three submissions per entrant. We will read any story you want to give us, from a mere universe epic to a bizarre temporal paradox to a quiet, personal story like The Inner Light. In fact, we can't wait to see what you come up with, and we are looking for stories unlike any we've ever told before. However, remember that Excelsior is a show about a ship and a crew on the far frontier of space, and it's not usually a good idea to take the ship away from the frontier for a visit to Romulus or Earth or whatever. If you really want to use established Star Trek species, it's usually best to bring them to Excelsior. 
not the other way around. We believe our community is full of great writers who are capable of amazing things, and we look forward to seeing what you want to do with the Excelsior characters in the coming months. For more information, visit our website at www.starshipexcelsior.com contest. We can't wait to see what you come up with. Next time, a ship of innocence, shot down in an interplanetary war, is rescued by the Excelsior. One side is still trying to kill them, but which one? Find out in the next exciting episode of Star Trek Excelsior, coming 2015.